Hello and welcome to another episode of Katha Upanishad, a podcast that conveys and explains the meaning behind one of the 10 principal Upanishads. This podcast is compiled from a series of talks that Sadhguru Shri Madhusudan Sai gave in 2020 and also can be viewed in video form on saiprakashna.org. A link will be in the show notes. So without any further introduction, please enjoy this episode of Katha Upanishad. So now somebody asked the question this meditation is also fine yachhed vangmanasi pragnyah tadyachhed gyanamatmani gyanamatmani mahatini yachhed tadyachhed shantamatmani they asked how do we do this practically physically on a day to day basis this is enough if we sit down in meditation and think i am not the body i am not the indriyas and senses i am not the sense objects i am the mind no no i am not even the mind i am the buddhi which thinks through the mind no i am not the buddhi also i am the cosmic buddhi which is present in me then no no i am not even cosmic buddhi i am the divine self itself which doesn't even think just happens for the self is this the way i should i sit and meditate every day in morning is this the way i should withdraw this meditation maybe you can think like that but day to day when you are walking talking how do you meditate on this idea that is somebody has asked this question to answer that question i am saying this much background tilamadhye yatha tailam kshiramadhye yatha ghritam पुष्पमध्ये यथा गंधम फलमध्ये यथा रसम काष्टाग्नि यत्प्रकाशेन फल्लिंगम यचनम प्रभु तिलमध्ये यथा तैलम लाइक ऑइल इज इमेनंट लेटेंट इन द सीड सेसमी सीड बट इट इज कैन नॉट बी ऑप्टेन अनलेस द सीड इज क्रस्ड एंड द ऑइल इज एक्सट्रैक्टेड इन एन ऑइल मिल likewise in the milk there is butter there is ghee but unless the milk is curdled churned and then ghee is extracted out of it it is not available to the eyes or to the tongue likewise also there is fragrance in the flowers but the fragrance is not seen however after having extracted the fragrance from the flowers you dry the flowers crush them and then the essence that come out that is becomes the fragrance similarly there is juice in the fruit we cannot see the juice but when you squeeze the fruit and then the juice comes out that is how we obtain the sweet essence of the fruit likewise there is fire that is hidden in wood in the firewood however just the wood lying there would not produce any fire when the two pieces of wood are rubbed against each other out of that friction fire is generated in the same way o oh dear lord the devotee says you are there in everything in this universe everything everywhere in every time every place in every situation in every being jada chaitanyam you and you alone are there however our eyes can't see you our ears cannot hear you our nose cannot smell you our tongue cannot taste you our hands cannot touch you our mind cannot comprehend you because you are beyond all this yato vacho nivartante aprapya manasa saha there the words don't go the mind also returns from there because it cannot understand the truth of that divinity which is within every single atom of the universe so how do we experience the divinity 
in the same way as the fruit juice needs to be extracted from the fruit fragrance needs to be extracted from the flowers ghee needs to be extracted from milk and just the way fire has to be extracted from the wood oil from the seed likewise this experience of god has to be extracted out of the world around you just because we cannot see oil in the seed does not mean oil is not there just because we cannot see the fire in the wood that does not mean that fire is not there we cannot see butter in the milk doesn't mean butter is not there but there is a process so all spiritual practices are nothing but this process of bringing out or to realize and experience the divinity which is imminent which is latent in all beings in all things of life there is no place where this divinity is not there and therefore all spiritual practices are aimed at this one and only thing that is to experience and realize this divinity which is everywhere in everything that to this extent only as i keep repeating keno upanishad says pratibodha viditam matam amrutatvam hi vindate in every experience if you see in every bodha seeing breathing eating sleeping digestion in all these if you try to see deeply you will see the divine presence and such a person amrutatvam hi vindate he comes to know that there is immortality alone which permeates everything all these which appear to be mortal today they are there tomorrow they are not there shobhava or tasya dantakaitat so shobhava they may not be there tomorrow physically things are not there however this immortal divinity is there in all and whatever he or she is cannot be destroyed the truth cannot be destroyed and therefore they become very strong and courageous atmanam vindate viryam that is vidyayam vindate amrutam and through this vidya through this knowledge pure knowledge of one's own divinity one attains immortality this is a very powerful shloka is also very important in any good path especially the path of divinity indi treta yuga sat yuga 99.99% people were following the path of divinity there were some 0.001% rakshasas who will not follow and they will trouble everybody else in kali yuga it's the other way around 0.001% people are following the path of spirituality and 99 point whatever nines are not interested in it so it so happens that in treta yuga if somebody wanted to do wrong they will be pointed out because all of them are doing right so anything that anybody who does wrong will be singled out will be obvious will be seen will stand out and therefore it was difficult to do wrong in the old times because all the people were doing right in the class if 35 students are there 34 are very good 35th fellow is a problem and troubling everybody he will be singled out but if our class is 34 fellows in the class are gundas and one fellow is a good boy how will he survive 34 fellows will not allow him to remain good so this is the difference between the times then and times now in those times everybody was following the path of spirituality most of them in krita yuga were dedicated to only realization of self all these most of the scriptures are coming from those years when rishis all knew that their main purpose of life is god realization and what about their food and the family and all the other activities they are secondary they are only to help one realize god this was the essence they understood it thoroughly as the time passed they came to treta yuga 
Then what happened? People got into various, the family life started increasing. There were family people and they had their own children and then their own things to do. In those times, people had to be told that all right, you create a balance between the two and move. That iha para, apara para, or jivanopadi jivana paramavadi, you maintain a balance and go. So if you see in Krita Yuga, most of the avatars who came were not husbands and wives, and they were not coming with huge families. Who came, most of the avatars of Krita Yuga were only for Amshavatars, for a certain purpose, they came in Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Narahari, Vamana. All these people are coming and going for what purpose? Just to kill that one particular or destroy that one particular evil force so that the peace is restored back. They were not living a long life. They were not there to marry and have children and continue the problem. That was not the idea of the Krita Yoga avatars. They came quickly, solved the problem and left. Avesha avatars, Amsha avatars. Then what happened? As the times passed, it came to Treta Yuga. Treta Yuga, the decline of Dharma had started. In Krita Yuga, everybody was dedicated only to the realization of God as the main purpose. And very few were, so to say, the exceptional cases who were not dedicated, not following that. In, in Treta Yuga, what happened? Most of the people started living a family life. Rishis were married and people were married. And also they were dedicated to spirituality. But they were also having some kind of responsibilities of the married life. So avatar also came accordingly. He also came as Rama. He also married and he showed the path. What is the path that even in marriage, even as a king, even with all the responsibility in the society, how should one behave? So Maryada Purushottama, Rama set an ideal for all the people. And that time it was the, the rule that he told is that three woes are there for Rama. One is Ekapatni, only one wife. Then Ekabhanam, that is one arrow, means he is not one who needs several attempts to tell the truth. One times he tells, that is enough, the truth is established. And Oke Mata, Oke Mata, Oke Mabhanam, Oke Patni. So one wife, one arrow and one word. This was Rama's ideal. Once, one word only, he will never change his word. Pitravakya Paripalana, done. Once he has given a word, he did it. When he gave word to Sugriva, he did it. When he gave word to Vibhishana, he did it. Likewise, he always stood by his word, stood by his arrow. It means stood by his inner strength and he doesn't need anything else. And stood by one idea of one wife so that there is only so much of Grihastashrama. You are not always busy in that, but you are only taking care of your family for the sake of the welfare of the society. Progeny was brought forward in order for them to propagate and promote dharma and noble things. Beyond that was not the reason to have a family. So he set an ideal example for the Grihasthas. And then what happened? Slowly further decline of Dharma happened. Now came the Dwapara Yuga. In Dwapara Yuga, everybody, each king had hundreds of wives and wars were going on. They will steal other people's wives. And then the whole idea was Bhoga. It was becoming, continuously it was increasing. For example, Krishna's own uncle was not interested in his own family's welfare. He wanted his own personal welfare. Rama was not like that. Rama looked at the welfare of everybody, of the whole society. In Krita Yoga, Rishis looked at the welfare of the whole universe by doing the right thing. Rama taught the welfare of whole society. And in Kamsa's time, already people had become selfish. They were only interested in themselves, not even in their family. See, Dhritarashtra was not interested in his family. He was interested in sitting on his throne. 
Duryodhana was not interested in what happens to the rest of the brothers and all the kings who participate in the Mahabharata Yuddha. He was interested in him being the king. So, also Kamsa, who did not want to give the throne to his own father. So, this is the kind of people that there were there. The, the decline of the dharma and the human values, moral values was so much in Dwapara Yuga. Then Krishna also had to set the right example. What is the right example? Because there were enemies within the family then. And there were people following right, people following wrong. Then Krishna told all those who follow the right, they are the path of dharma. And because they are on the path of dharma, yata dharma, tata krishna, yata krishna, tata jaya. Wherever dharma is there, Krishna is there. Where Krishna is there, victory is there. So, follow dharma, follow dharma. And what kind of dharma is there? Individual dharmas you should learn to follow. You be right. That's why he caught hold of one Arjuna and taught him all the dharma. Every individual has to be right. And he also set a different example. So people think Krishna had so many wives. It was not that he went around collecting wives. Narakasura had captured lot of women because that was demonic idea to have women, wealth, wine, I said three W's. And so people were so engrossed with these three W's in Dwapar Yuga. And Krishna came and taught Bhagavad Gita and taught them how to lead a noble life. And he himself set an ideal example for that. After that, as the Kali Yuga came, it became even worse. Even an individual is not interested in his own welfare. It has become so bad. Drunk and all kinds of wrong habits, wrong attitudes is destroying the individual also. They don't know what is right, what is wrong. Within them are Kauravas and Pandavas. Within them are Rama and Ravana. Within them they are Krishna and Kamsas. All the enemies have gotten inside them. There is no point in fighting outside anymore. In the Krita Yuga, God came here, demons were there, fight happened, demons were killed. In Trita Yuga, both gods and demons were living on the same earth, not in different lokas. In Dwapar Yuga, gods and demons were living in the same family. And in Kali Yuga, gods and demons are living within the same person. Our own Arishatvargas, the enemies are within us. Nobody needs to destroy us, we can destroy ourselves. Because of this Durbuddhi, Durmarga, Duscharita, we ourselves are capable of completely destroying our own selves. That is the situation that the world has come to. In this situation, where nobody is wanting to realize spirituality, nobody is interested in knowing about God and good things. In fact, the sad part is nobody is interested in their own welfare also. They are just going about as the senses take them, as the mind leads them. They are going and just following and getting destroyed. Therefore, so many young children get into depression, suicides, all kinds of medications, drug addiction. And these are all the reason why, because the youngsters don't know how to deal with their inner enemies. If the enemy was outside, you could have sought somebody's help and fought a war and killed them. But if the enemy is within you, then what do you do? That is why Krishna says, Uddhared Atman Atmanam, Atmanam Avasadayed, Atmanyehi Atman Obandhu, Atmaihi Rupur Atmanaha. So, you alone are your friend, you alone are your enemy, says Bhagavad Gita. Within yourself, you alone are your friend. Within yourself, you alone are your enemies. Nobody else is no, your enemy right now. Don't blame others. This, because of them, I got spoiled. I was a very good person, but I, you know, these people around me, they taught me all wrong things. Otherwise, I would have been very good. No. You are good because you want to be good. 
यू आर बैड बिकॉज यू वॉन्ट टू बी बैड आत्मनो बंधु हो यू आर अलोन योअर फ्रेंड यू अलोन आर योअर एनिमी सो वॉट इज सेज उद्धरेद्र आत्मन आत्मानम यू अलोन कैन हेल्प योअर सेल्फ राइज अबव और यू अलोन कैन बी द कॉज ऑफ योर ओन सॉरो नो पॉइंट इन गुड गोइंग अराउंड एंड ब्लेमिंग इट ऑन अदर्स फोर फ्रेंड्स वर देयर दे हैड अ कैट एंड दिस कैट हैड फोर लेग्स ऑल कैट्स हैव फोर लेग्स सो फोर फ्रेंड्स हैड डिवाइडेड द फोर लेग्स ऑफ कैट बिटवीन दैम सेल्स ईच वन हैड वन लेग टू दैम हिमसेल्फ एंड इट सो हैपन दैट ऑल द फोर फ्रेंड्स यूज टू ग्रो कॉटन वन नाइट दे हैड स्टोर्ड ऑल देयर प्रोड्यूस द कॉटन इन द गोडाउन एंड दे वर ऑल सिटिंग आउटसाइड ऑन अ विंटर नाइट एंड दे लिट फायर एंड दे वर सिटिंग अराउंड द फायर एंड वॉर्मिंग दैम सेल्स this cat which was their pet cat had hurt itself in one of her hind legs now because the leg was hurt they had tied a bandage to the leg of the cat this cat was also sitting there by the fire just then a mouse came by and mouse ran towards the go down so this cat got excited and jumped across the fire to catch hold of the mouse as it jumped its bandage caught fire and because the bandage caught fire the cat got very restless and started running hither thither got inside the go down and burnt all the cotton that was there in the go down and these friends were did not know what to do because cotton catches fire immediately the entire produce of the year was burned down to ashes now these people did not know what to do so all the three friends got together and started blaming the fourth friend to whom the leg of the cat belonged which had bandage which caught fire so other three friends said because the leg that belongs to you had caught fire because of that all the cotton got burnt so you have to pay for the damages of the entire loss this poor fellow said what is this logic you are telling that leg which had bandage belonged to me and because bandage got fire therefore all the cotton is destroyed i have to pay how can i pay this is unfair cat is one how can you divide like that no no we divided the four legs amongst four of us so your leg is the cause of problem so now you have to pay so they all cried went to the panchayat and there some old wise man was there he heard the whole story he understood that these other three people are simply trying to loot the fourth fellow who is poor fellow is innocent because he didn't decide to burn the go down it happened it's an accident so why should you blame him then he decided see cat has four legs and one leg was hurt which means what it is not able to walk with the fourth leg so how did the cat walk it walked with three legs because it walked with three legs it could go to the go down and burn the go down therefore the people who own the three legs are responsible for the accident not the fourth leg and this other three people had to pay for the damages idea is that there is no point in blaming anyone for anything if i don't find excuses i always wanted to be good i was always good but you know my cousins you know my friends you know this happening you know that thing this kind of excuses are not required you take passing blame on others is not going to help you in kali yuga kali yuga you have to take responsibility for yourself and be good this why i say be good do good see good this is the way to god in everything that you do you should be good don't think that you are incapable you are too poor you are too weak to handle all these big big enemies which are hiding inside our upanishads don't agree with that 
we go and tell the upanishad i am a very weak fellow i am a useless fellow i cannot handle these enemies i am incapable of realizing brahman upanishads will not listen to all these excuses bhakti bhakti marga will listen to this it will say yes is of course you are a useless bhakta now you become a little useful start doing bhajan start doing going to pilgrimages offer dana dakshina punya dharma all these you do they will agree bhakti marga people will agree then karma marga people will also agree yes yes you have done enough sins now you start doing good things work selflessly do seva and things like that but you come to a vedanta person say that actually i am useless i am incapable of realizing brahman i have done all this all that they will simply refuse all these excuses they will say enough of your excuses the truth is you are brahman you don't know that is all that your problem is and so you are behaving like somebody else you are a lion cub you don't know you think you are a sheep and therefore you are bleating like a sheep know that you are lion cub and be free the essence of upanishad is just this much know yourself and be free free from everything free from desires free from negative thinking free from weaknesses free from bondage free from all that which is not divine get rid of it how by realizing who you truly are that is the essence of vedanta and to realize this all these spiritual exercises are required to remain pure to keep your mind steady to keep your buddhi sharp and clean you have to maintain certain disciplines in life in a market also if you are wearing new white clothes and on a rainy day if you are walking suppose a car comes by and there is slush you always immediately you step aside because you know the car will go through the slush and then there will be a splash on your white clothes and then you have to sit and wash it forever so entire clothes are gone so what do you do you take precautions can you say the car's mistake it went on the in the slush and that's why or cloud mis- mistake of the clouds it rained today only when i had gone to market or can you say it is the mistake of uh, god that at that moment only the car had to pass when i was passing all these excuses will it help you you can blame you can blame the car you can blame the rain you can blame god's blame the market place blame the government for not putting proper roads blame everybody but does it solve your problem it doesn't solve your problem so what's the use by blaming anyone for anything what are you going to achieve tell me mentally you may feel i am it's not my fault okay it's not your fault agreed then how is it benefiting your clothes are dirty now who is going to wash you have to wash your clothes and if you wash your clothes it will take a lot of time and energy and wastage of money so what is the best way to out of it avoid take precautions and what happen if the car passes you step aside saying let the car pass i don't expect the car to be careful i don't expect water not to splash i don't expect rains to stop i don't expect government to lay the road i don't expect anything from anybody all i am trying to do is i will do what is possible in my capacity to avoid this bad thoughts negative thoughts therefore one has to take charge of oneself don't wait for somebody else to come and bail you out of this you take responsibility of your own character your own mind your own thoughts your own company that is the first step in spirituality that concludes another episode of katopanishad as always we hope you've enjoyed and found some meaning in it For more podcasts, videos and other content of this kind, please visit saiprakashna.org. Until next time, thanks for listening and all the very best.